Hi, I'm Michael David Davis. And I'm Nicole Davis. And we are your thought partners. <laughs> Were you actually okay with the way I said my name? I feel like every time I say my name, you're like, with more gusto. The more gusto? What's that? <laughs> with more Oh, more gusto. gusto. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just letting you live by your life. Now. Thank you. I, we're going to be talking about, in this episode, the ability to eliminate distractions mm -hmm. and streamlining that process. Mm, I love it. This is my love language. Yeah. She loves streamlining like <laughs> everything to make the process more efficient and, yeah. of course, you know, time blocking, but really... Those distractions, uh, eliminating them, I think, are probably the most important things. For sure. Like, believe it or not, it's painful to do these episodes and put the phone on Do Not Disturb. And I think that is so challenging because, as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. it's the... Oh, my gosh. The pings and the... It's the potential of missed opportunity, right? Or missed oh, yeah. efficiency, missed follow-up. Like, what am I going to miss by putting my phone on Do Not Disturb for the next 40 minutes or whatever it yeah. is? Who might be disappointed in my lack of she immediate has response? She huge amount of FOMO. She's <laughs> like the FOMO queen right here. If somebody yeah, says they're doing it and she found out after the fact, it will it's be my cool. fault that right. it got missed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think ultimately, that that's probably the most simple thing to talk about. But before we get into sure. even removing the distractions that are around you, I think probably removing the distractions that are actually in our workspace. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing more. Yeah. I think, you know, this is all about changing your mindset. And I think when you are getting into an environment where you're sitting down, and if we're trying to actually make these changes to become mm -hmm. more efficient with ourselves, right? Like, I don't want to go back and sitting to my workspace and it's just cluttered and messy there's paper stacked up i have yeah. pens or pencils or my keyboard and my mouse and all these chargers or well any of that i mean okay so for you yeah that does not bring peace right no <laughs> no i'm like so i want three items on my desk yeah yeah, yeah yeah but but let's be clear for other people that does bring peace so okay. i don't want to I don't want to make it like you have to have a spotless desk if you want to have a great work day. Sure. I think it is, as we've said before, it's about finding what works for you, but it's being realistic about what works for you because I would tend to agree for myself, I don't like to have, I get anxious when I have too much stuff in my workspace. And so I do these periodic purges where it's like, let me get rid of all these post-it notes that are sitting on my monitor. <laughs> let me, you know, clear off these I really like a paper calendar of to-do lists. And so like sometimes I'll keep them for a couple of weeks just to make sure yeah. that I don't forget. I need to, whatever. Um, Can I pause you though? Yeah. You mentioned something that's a little shocking to me. So great. Yeah. Right? Well, but it also kind of goes into what we're talking about with like okay. efficiencies, right? You mentioned having post-it notes around your monitor. So can you, can you tell us more? Like, I'm very curious. I mean, I've seen right. it. I just thought you like putting like little color coded things around your monitor because Depends what it, is. it gives you a little more flair. But like, yeah, it's, not, it's not decorative. Yeah. I see, <laughs> I, like, whenever I walk by your office, I'm like, oh, look, she's got like, this is like a yellow day. Or right. This is an exactly. Day. So not... why do you have those post-it notes on your monitor? 
Okay. I mean, for starters, I think because I started off as a teacher and that's like a staple, like when you graduate with your education degree, they're like, and here's your obligatory stack of post-it notes. I don't know. Like tens of thousands of dollars and they give you a stack of post-it notes. Amen. So, you know, and like, by the way, shout out to 3M, but like they have to be the super sicky post-its. Like you don't want that garbage post-it business. Um, And you, yeah, you don't want like, no offense to anyone. You don't want like an off-brand post-it. You need a super sticky 3M post-it. But um, I don't know. I think it helps me focus on – I use them for various reasons, right? Okay. Sometimes I'll use them in design sessions with clients or partners um, to kind of help brainstorm. And for me, that's an easier way to brainstorm, right? They're mobile. You can also – I know we're not getting into tools yet. It's going to be really hard for me. But, you know, there are also tools like Miro or Mural that can repl- replicate in a digital format, yeah. kind of having that design session and um, and the Post-it world. But I don't know. It just depends on how I'm feeling that particular week. Like sometimes – it's easier for me if I have a lot going on. Um, I like to steer into the skid. So when I'm really stressed, I kind of throw myself into it more to make sure that I'm not missing anything. So sometimes having post-its of like all those little things that need to get done, then I can kind of like take them off my monitor, file them up, throw yeah. them away. So how does, I, I guess to me. I feel like you're judging me. I'm, I'm always judging. Okay, Secretly deep inside, I'm judging. Awesome. Like, so healthy. But to me, I'm thinking about, I guess, because again, this is what gives me the anxiety. If I'm going to my desk and I see these plethora of post-it notes, just even if they're neatly placed around, yeah. you know, the rim of my monitor, that's that's given me so much anxiety knowing like, oh my gosh, like I, I need to get these down. I haven't done those. Where, mm-hmm. like you said, we yeah. we're not talking about tools, but like to me- the technology aspect of it where if it's not on my monitor, mm-hmm. but there's something that's on my screen maybe that can get it done. Or like you mentioned in the past about like having your tasks to check off. So yeah. how, how do you, is there a determination scale that you have that takes you from using something with like such a actual tactile response versus like what you do or do you write it down and then you add it into a digital format like what's honest to goodness I think that I kind of mix up my organizational structure from time to time just to keep myself engaged and and like interested Mm. like I try out a lot of different things I read a lot about what other people are doing or listen to podcasts like this to to figure out what other folks are doing and and what's helpful for them and I try those things out like I think we're always a work in progress and I'm not there yet yeah. <laughs> right so for me I, I do like to try a bunch of stuff out you know the other thing with the post-its is that this has suddenly become like you know an infomercial but the other thing with the post-its is that sometimes when I'm in um you know a meeting and I have really clear points that I want to make sure I hit sometimes having those like okay Nicole you've got five points and here's one two three four five post-its and just having them up on my screen like I don't have to worry about doing like the wrong screen share where you have like your notes app up and everyone sees what you were like writing to yourself. I don't know. So, so like this is like while you're on a, a Zoom call or yeah. this is while you're on something. So I what I'm doing Zoom calls with clients, I'm I'm trying to look at the camera so that they know I'm looking at them, or, you know, but you know, I also want to watch their reactions. So I'm imagining you have five posts. So instead of seeing like if we're on a Zoom call, you're basically putting a post-it over my face and not I looking at me. Feel... Um, targeted right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess no, it's just more about like understanding, right? Because I think that is a pretty I think cool, it just depends. It's yeah. not like all the time, right? Yeah. But it is, I mean, I feel like I put it close enough to the camera so that I can, st- I mean, that's why I put it there, right? Yeah. So I can still make close enough eye contact. 
Um, I can like slyly get rid of it once I'm done with that one. Yeah. I don't know. It just it just kind of depends. I mean, the other thing too is that I do laugh a lot and I'm a loud laugher. And I've noticed that sometimes if I have notes on my desk, I'll laugh and will like blow oh them gosh. off the desk. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I need a little adhesive to help me out. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Look, I, but I, I think that is a really valid point on just the organization side or even the decluttering. So instead of having yeah. maybe two or three notepads or where you wrote your notes on, this sounds like it's such, it's a nice temporary way that once you're finished you can just pull it down and then it's a clean space look it's not a system it's a supplement right and i think i'm so shocked that we went down this road but the whole purpose of saying that was that it doesn't have to look like what you think Mm -hmm. it should look like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look like you know marie kondo just rolled through your office and organized everything and like threw out everything that doesn't spark joy for you yeah? yeah like I just think different things work for different people. And some people thrive in like stuff, like stuff brings some people a lot of comfort. And so just having those things around you can kind of, you know, I think have they call different... those people hoarders. No. No. Okay. No. Right. Fair enough. But, you know, sometimes there there are just like things that have that emotional energy or are calming for you or whatever. And so this is like a very, this is like a 10 minute segment on like, you don't have to have a clean desk to be organized. Look, and I, but I think it's great because again, like I love having that clean space to go. Right. And again, we, you know, you are very different than I am, but as you mentioned, I think it's okay for people to realize because if if it was my way, I would be going to people's desks and say like, let's clean this. I, I feel like, you know, there's some weird maybe teacher that made me, have to clean up behind myself all the time. Yeah. And so that gives me anxiety. But for you, I'm sure most everyone else that's out there, they also have that feeling of, you know, you might have a picture of your pet or your family member or somebody that your partner, just somebody that gives you that comfortable sitting down. But I just feel like those get lost in the other clutter that's around because mm-hmm. you're piling other things around it, right? So- Where's that's a good happy medium? I think that you have the ability to do that. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's cool. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I mean, you know, so outside of our desk area, then, like, what else can we declutter? Uh, does it like matter? I feel like I'm gonna just uncover all the ways that I'm still analog and not digital sure, here, but great. I mean, <laughs> the other thing that I do. I love a good notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, you know, kind of like a labeling system. So there's an organizational system within the notebook. But sometimes for me, it is just really helpful for my own retention of information when I'm sitting at a meeting to like record things down on paper and in a notebook. Um, Sometimes it's more distracting, especially if you're on Zoom or something like that, to sit there like clacking away or have to keep like muting and unmuting every time that you're trying to do your good like active listening noises with your client, right? So I do like to keep a notebook, but then I also like to keep those notebooks, which is a little kooky. Um, So I have started a system where I have all my filled notebooks separately. Hmm. So if I need to reference them, they're there. Um, But they're all kind of facing one direction. And then if I do go back and need to reference something in that notebook, I flip it around the opposite way. 
So I it's kind of like they talk about this when you're decluttering your closet, right? Um, to flip your hanger backwards. I was just gonna say, like, you should see the closet. Like it's flipped, and I'm like, why are these clothes all backwards? <laughs> and that's how Well, but so you, you know. flip the the hanger backwards once you've worn it so that you can kind of visually see things that you've worn. And so you can also visually see things that you maybe haven't worn in three months, six months, whatever, and know things that you may want to start thinking about getting rid of. But anyway, so I do that with my old work notebooks, my filled notebooks, so that after six months, I can look and say like, okay, you didn't use one thing in that notebook (laughs) in the last six months. So like, look through it. Do you still need it? Um, And you know, if I feel like I still need it, I still need it. Okay. And I'll hang on to it. But if not, then it's something that can go in the recycling bin or, or whatever. Um, so that for me has been kind of like a helpful yeah. way to to have a bit of that analog piece, but also declutter and, and keep things a little bit more streamlined. Okay. So we've been talking about the physical yeah. decluttering. Is there a way that we can declutter our mind? Right. Because I think about, you know, I, I tell people that I meditate three hours a day and be like, oh, there's no way you don't, there's no way that's not possible. You still tell me that you don't think I meditate three hours a <laughs> day. I don't think day. that's true, but it's But fine. it's, so yeah. an hour before you get up, like actually physically getting up out of bed, right? Like just putting myself in that mental state of mind of what's happening. I'm not thinking about what tasks that are going on, but just, hey, like I'm breathing, I'm going to get up, I'm going to function, I'm going to do whatever, right? And yeah. part of that exercise is also doing that kind of meditation, right? Meditation isn't just sitting there saying, oh, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, that's one hour and then an hour before going to bed, right? Just kind of like letting what the day's events occurred, getting down. And then like four 15 minute walks throughout the day or four intentional getting away and getting up from your yeah. area of workspace and then just sitting down, relaxing without the phone, without something, again, that's in yeah. your distraction zone. So when I think about how can we declutter our mind before setting down to give ourselves the most efficient process and, and really be fair to ourselves about mm-hmm. getting in and doing the work that we need to get done, what do you have a practice that you do or anything of that nature? No, I'm scatterbrained. No, I'm not a scatterbrain, but I don't do enough um, mindfulness exercises as I should. And that's, I think actually that's maybe, and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you are, you are exercising moments of mindfulness. Um, and maybe that, that is also meditation, Mm -hmm. but it's not maybe meditation in the traditional sense that people envision. Right, 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 right. So, you know, I think it depends. I think for me and I think a lot of working women um, and, you know, women who aren't working have the same situation. There's a lot to balance. There's a lot in your mind. And, you know, a lot of times you put yourself last on the list of priorities and things that need to get done. And so, you know, I, I'm no different in that sense. I, I think sometimes I don't prioritize my own mindfulness or meditation or um, tidiness of my mind the way that I could. Um, but I do try to find those little moments of mindfulness. And for me, that ends up being before whatever the next big thing is, yeah. right? And more often than not, it's something that's maybe bringing up a little anxiety for me. Yeah. Um, but it is just kind of like taking a moment, take a few deep breaths, you know, I fully believe in having like a personal anthem or some sort of personal mantra that you can say to yourself or sing in your head before you go into an important meeting or maybe it's a tough conversation and just kind of, you know, take a moment to breathe and remind yourself how awesome you are yeah. or, or what 
skills or gifts you're bringing to that meeting or conversation. I don't disagree. Like I, I will tell you like my mindset, a lot of times I'd have to go into a room because I am very outspoken would be the easy term. But uh, I would say that I have to remind myself on my mantra is confidence, not dominance, mm-hmm. right? Like, so going in with the confidence of knowing how that after whatever discoveries and things that have been observed, you can change that situation or help, you know, really build out something that's going to make the person that you're working with just like, wow, this is great. As opposed to having your own insecurities. Like I'm sure we, yeah. again, we, we all, you know, suffer with the imposter syndrome. Sure. And a lot of times those insecurities then lay out uh, the dominance, right? We like try to like steamroll somebody. Yeah. So I think to me, like, like when I think about decluttering my mind, mm-hmm that's where I'm very much like, okay, so before I go into this meeting, let me remind myself what's happening, where the situation is, who the person I'm speaking to. And then again, just trying to really reflect their yeah. tone back with them so that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm much more at ease. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And I think to that point, it allows you to be a better participant and a better listener in that conversation yeah. when you've let go of whatever your hangups are, whether that's insecurities, whether that's ego, whatever, it really makes you a better partner for that person that you're yeah. you're speaking with or working with when you are able to kind of take that moment and declutter your own mind before you jump in and start the next conversation. Yeah. And I think and I think that goes into like minimizing the interruptions of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Because I know that a lot of times when I'm getting near an end of a meeting, I have to catch myself thinking about oh man, I, I need to get yeah. off. I need to get off because right. I've got somebody else I need to talk to. And I start thinking about the other person's totally. situation yeah. and I might miss, even if it's 30 seconds, I might miss a crucial moment that mm-hmm. that person's speaking about. Yeah. So again, it's just that little reminder yeah. that, all right, hey, stay focused until the very end. I would rather be transparent and honest and say, uh, let me catch up. Can I spend 30 seconds with you? And we just talk about that in a conversation because sometimes yeah. doing that too, they might bring something up that wasn't brought up in a conversation before whomever mm-hmm. I'm speaking with. And I'm like, oh, glad. I'm glad we asked this question. And really I'm asking the question because I'm trying to get caught up to where they're ready to speak. But sometimes again, they're just that new revelation might come out of like, oh, you know, let me remind you of this. But then Actually, blah, 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 blah. I was thinking about this too. So it gives them that opportunity to share first, which I'm very hard at doing. Let me let you share first because I just want to jump in and start talking. (laughs) So, all right. I think that's good for this segment. Sure. When we get back, we're going to talk about all the other fun stuffs. Let's do this. Are you recording? I'm recording. Great. Both of us. Our best best selves in this moment. (laughs) Just having fun. Nicole. I <laughs> Michael. Yes. I don't know why she doesn't like when I call her name. Like, <laughs> never, never have. You're not in trouble. Okay. I am now, I am now at my most zen. I've been practicing the removal of distractions of what's going on in my mind. Okay. I have decluttered my work area. Love that. Feeling. I have sat down and I am now at my most optimal peak performance, getting ready to start my work day. Okay. Or maybe even coming back from lunch or something, right? Great. And now that I've done that, and I feel like I've gotten pretty good at that. And so- 
Well, I mean. <laughs> You've gotten I'm, really good at like eliminating distractions and being yes. zen. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, and if, if someone out here is doing this and they're putting these into practice and they've gotten really good at it. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, you're way better at it than I am. Yeah. For sure. I have a noisy brain. I feel like your brain oh, is yeah. a lot. Yeah. I feel like Non-stop. your brain is a lot. Um, it's the Californian in me. Yeah, maybe. We're all tree loving hippie huggers. Maybe. Hippie huggers? I don't really know. Tree huggers, hippie lovers. There we go. Yeah. Something Great. like that. Okay. Who knows? Uh-huh. Don't put it on a bumper sticker. No. It won't sell. No. All right. Okay. So I'm in this mindset. I'm there. I'm ready to go. And I'm able to do this and repeat this process like over and over each day. Right. But I'm still a mess when it comes to getting things done. I feel Why? better. Well, because I feel better. But like. Is this real you or this is hypothetical? This has this to be a hypothetical. This is something. the hypothetical. I know. I was like, I'm, you get stuff done all the time. I'm putting empathy shoes on right now. Ooh, I love. Pretty, okay. I'm really yeah, working yeah, yeah. on like if somebody is not at this Zen state. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but hypothetically, I'm now at my optimal working mindset because I've removed these distractions. I've set my phone to the side. Again, I've turned all these pings yeah. and bangs and booms off. Yeah. And uh, I've blocked off my calendar so I'm not getting meetings and I'm not getting these interruptions and I'm really ready to now for the next step right and to me it's like do something yeah <laughs> like, right like do your work I'm what right which okay so if I'm going to do this work right yeah I feel like okay like if we're going to make any kind of um reference to a metaphor like I'm a finely tuned car now I just got mm. out of the shop right yeah and like Give me that open my, road. My free, or not my, not my free, but my synthetic oil is smooth. All the sludge is out of my Lost system. Me. No, yeah, but yeah. Sure. All right, right. Okay. So everything's just good. My <laughs> gas mileage has gone up. My okay. tires are inflated. Change right. the oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something. You know, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So, but now, right? Like I'm fully optimized. Yeah. Okay. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do I do though? Like now, what do I do to prevent myself from like getting bogged down into my work again? Like. You're an expert at this. Okay, hold it. So yeah. we, okay, so I may not have like the the appropriate attitude towards work that I should because I love work <laughs> and I, I do struggle with work-life balance and I love being bogged down in my work. So yeah. I think to me, this is maybe a little like, I don't know, me, but I like being bogged down in my work. So I guess maybe let's reframe. Okay. So you're just ready to get to work, yeah? Yeah. Or I'm even I'm at work and I, I get yeah I get to physical work, right? Like I'm ready to start yeah, diving like into be my, productive. Yeah. But the problem the problem I think hypothetically is mm-hmm. that all right, but I've got again I've got 25 things on my tasks, right? Yeah. Where do I begin? I yeah. I haven't gotten to that point where to prioritize my tasks or anything of that nature, but I'm like I want to do this, and you know what? And and I'm trying to avoid the burnout or my fatigue. And like, I want to be able to like, again, make this so much easier for me to do. Like, mm-hmm. what, what am I, what am I going to do? Yeah. So it sounds super negative, but. Shocker. I'm not a negative person. No, but it's definitely not. I mean, in my head, like I'm, I'm always going there first. Like, remember I started? No. Yeah. So. So it's going to sound super negative, but if you, if you have an I hate this list Mm. (laughs) of like the things that you do during the week, because let's be real, the things that you do have to get done, right? So, you know, if you're your own boss or if you have a boss or a manager, like there's no empathy around like, I don't want to do this. It stinks. It's not fun. Like the job has to get done, right? But 
if you have some tasks on your weekly to-do list or monthly to-do list or whatever, you're like, I hate this. That probably means that there's something there that could be more streamlined, right? That could make it more automatic, that could make it easier for you. And I often find that those are things that we do have to do time and time again. Um, Usually if there's some novelty to a task, it's not necessarily the, I hate this that you get. You might get anxious about it. You might get nervous, whatever. But that like deep hatred for (laughs) one of the items on your to-do list usually comes from something that you have to do a lot um, or something that you have to do a lot and there is not an easy way to get it done. So to me, that's the first step is start documenting your, I hate this list. And from there, you can start to see some patterns, right? Um, And again, like every moment is not the moment for assessment, which is why I say make a list. Like at the end of the day, you got to get this stuff done. But then when you do have that time to go back and assess and evaluate, start like ticking off those things on your I hate this list or start, you know, analyzing those things. So do they all use a similar software at your organization or do they all involve like one particular process or one particular team that you have to work with? Like sometimes that can be the thing too. Oh, wait, wait. I I think I have a real world example. I'm ready for this. Okay. So like when I'm doing phone calls and I'm talking to people, I Hate is such a strong word. Can I yeah, say I dislike? I really don't care for it list. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right, yeah. Or I really wish someone else would do this list. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I. That, yeah, it's like my if I had a personal assistant wish list. Yeah, yeah, yeah virtual yeah. or not, human being. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so if I'm hearing you correctly, I, so I don't like to take notes when I'm talking to somebody on the phone mm, or in a Zoom or something mm-hmm. like that. So then, would the work? smarter not harder mentality be by like turning on some sort of dictation software mm-hmm. like like google for instance has something that they can kick on so when i'm on a zoom meeting or i'm on a phone call or just like we're talking now yeah it's going to type out all the information i need yeah so okay. i don't Hold. have to yeah pass, pass, so pass. is that is that like where you're going I with mean, this maybe but let's okay. unpack it all right so let's see. so yes um to me that doesn't immediately sound like a solution to your problem but I think we should unpack, like, what do you actually, what did we say? We're not saying, hey, don't care for so much. I would about, rather have someone else take my notes. Right. Yeah. So hold, because okay. I said we're going to unpack it, not right, just repeat the same thing again. Correct. Yeah. So um, you, what part of it feels frustrating to you? Yeah. Would it be the actual typing when you, because I think you've already said, like, you would rather engage with someone. You would rather yeah. be able to read their face, make eye contact, things like that. It's the repetition. Because what when, is repetitive about taking Well, so notes? I'm taking the notes and then I'm probably having to put this inside of some other, like, yeah. CRM, like CRM yeah. or I might be putting it into the notes. Like, because like you, I think we're, we have very similar styles. I'm just digital. She's very analog and I'm very digital in a sense. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent analog. No, no, you have. I can't moved, wait to talk about some technology. You have moved beyond video cassettes, which is surprising. The clamshells are gone. Oh so God. like, <laughs> but like, I think, yeah, it's just, so I've got these notes that I've taken 
then I run into the problem where I'm reading my, I'm like trying to edit myself. And then I'm like trying to put them into another little spot. Maybe it's in their contact or like the conversation I had. And then after I look at that, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow up with what we talked about. And then I'm typing out an email at this point, right? So I'm like incorporating the notes that I took that I've now put into the CRM that I'm now putting into an email for a follow-up email. So like I've now typed this out three to four times. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing that. Yeah. Right? And so what... What can I do? Because if I think about that, one conversation is almost five minutes worth of work. Mm -hmm. Somebody, now, granted, I know there's Salesforce, Salesforce that's out there. I mean, you know, that there's tools that as you're making that notes on the call, but like this feels very repetitive to me, right? And so, how can I make that easier? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I have some ideas, okay, but these, right. these may not be great ideas. Yeah. So, part of what I'm hearing, I think, is that it's having multiple things in multiple places, mm -hmm. right? Or having to go to multiple systems yeah. to just kind of take care of one client need or one department need or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in that situation though, I don't know that a dictation software is really going to solve that problem for you, okay. right? Because at least what I find with dictation software is that I still have to go back and edit it anyway, yeah. right? right? And oftentimes if I don't have a recording of what that was, of what that conversation was, it's like kind of hard to tell yeah. what's going on there. Obviously, there are more sophisticated tools that can do a, a more accurate job. But maybe some things that would help would be, um, I find that sometimes we take notes out of compulsion as opposed to need, mm. right? And so what is sometimes helpful, a couple things. So one is a digital solution that is not analog, boo. Um, but if you use a collaboration tool like Miro or Mural or Padlet or something like that, where during these conversations you're collaborating and everyone is documenting what's happening in the conversation, it takes the onus off of that one person to kind of be the, the ultimate mm. record keeper. And you've got everyone notes, everyone's notes yeah. after that conversation. And well, then I've got notes on everyone too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But then it's easier Pam to kind of, will not be getting that email today. <laughs> but then it's easier to kind of go back and say like, okay, what were the three big ideas here? Something that I'm notorious for is at the end of a meeting where we're using a collaboration space like that, I'll say, okay, everyone grab some post-its and put your follow-up items on those post-its. Mm. So I really do kind of like distribute out those tasks so that I'm not responsible for everything. Like, you know, I could be, but yeah you know, it, it keeps people engaged and it keeps people accountable for okay. keeping track of their own to-do list. And then honest to goodness, I just kind of do like a copy paste from those things or even better. Sometimes I'll take a screenshot of that and throw it into my CRM. And that way I've kind of captured everything that was important in that conversation. Okay. Another like thing that. that you can do also, is just kind of at the end, go around and have everyone kind of in that moment say, what are your three big takeaways from this meeting, right? Yeah. Or what are the three things that we need to do as a result of this conversation? Mm. And then just documenting those things sometimes can be enough to help you kind of move forward with the next step of, of whatever that is. Okay. Now, obviously, there are times you have to take notes, right? right like right. when we're going through a process with a new client and understanding, you know, for me, a lot of times that comes down to educational programs and how many learners do you have participating in this? And there are some of those details that I just have to document. But again, it's out of necessity in those moments. Try, try to avoid the compulsive 
note taking. So how then how do you take that, right? Because I think that's I think that's extremely intelligent. How do I take that and repeat that process? Especially if I'm talking to clients that are um, you know, maybe I've worked with one client long enough I can introduce this and say, hey, check this out. This is how I do this. This helps me become more streamlined and more efficient so that I'm you know, better prepared for them. Mm-hmm. But how do I introduce that with somebody new, right? So that I'm keeping my process continually going without having to, again, feel like I'm taking steps backwards because I didn't set the correct expectation, right? Like, yeah. what, what would be I mean, I think way? you just answered the question, okay. right? It's setting those expectations early on. This is how I operate. This is the way for me to stay organized and make sure that I'm kind of checking all the boxes for you or following up on all those things that we need to complete together. Um, I think it's also important, and this is, you know, maybe like the mushy, gushy, squishy part of me, but like checking in with that other person too. It's pretty firm. I was going to say the shoulder is a good good spot. But, you know, checking in with that other person too of here's a system that I use to keep our team organized. Does this work for you? Um, Or, you know, what tools do you use to stay organized? And I think that a lot of times just that expectation setting, but also the checking in with someone else actually wins you a lot of fans. People appreciate being checked in with and, and not having another system just kind of put upon them. Yeah. But obviously it depends on what your roles are, what the scenario is, the organization, things like that. Nice. So like, I mean, and again, we could have, we could have a whole nother episode just about expectation setting and getting the right. buy-in from yeah, somebody, 100%. right? But I, I think too, that is just, yeah, I mean, like, man, I don't even know what else to say because like, I'm wowed. I'm actually very impressed with the fact that to me, it's it's taking a very complex situation that you also said something right on the head. We tend to muddle doing our own business, right? You mentioned mm-hmm. about it, the note-taking, but I can tell you I am my own enemy when it comes to, because as we talked about before, I'm in that ideation mode. So yeah. as I'm doing something, again, Strangely enough, I'm not present as I'm doing that task. I'm thinking about two or three or sometimes 10 other things. Right. And now when I look down at what I was doing, I'm like, what, what, what the heck was this? Right. Like, and and then I'm spending more time trying to figure out what was I trying to do? So I find myself 30 minutes have gone by and I'm just trying to figure out what, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's where, again, I get that embarrassment or that that kind of shame where I haven't really done anything, yeah. but I know I have it, right? Like it's, but there's nothing yeah. documented. Because energy, it's all but not here. outcomes, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think we're inherently just really bad multitaskers and we all mm-hmm. want to tell ourselves that we can do it and we can, you know, push through and look at me, I can cook dinner and answer Slack messages. and Like we're not good at it. And we need to let go of that idea that it's noble to be great at multitasking, that it's noble to not have work-life balance, all those things, right? We're we're bad at it. So we need to give ourselves, maybe this is kind of like that thread of continuity of the whole conversation, right? But we need to give ourselves that mental space to be yeah. able to focus on the task at hand. And I think maybe next time or a few times from now, we'll talk about some of the tools and, you know, tech um, yeah. apps and things like that that you can use to kind of help keep yourself focused when, when it's difficult or free yourself from distraction. But I mean, I, I think that's something that a lot of people face and, and it's because we, we have this false narrative around multitasking and, and how noble it is to be yeah. able to do that when no one can. 
No, right. And I think, you know, and again, it will be next week, which I'm super excited about because we're going to, we are going to talk about those tools. So like, surprise. <laughs> but like, not only are we going to talk about like the digital tools, but I'm, I'm actually really excited to kind of show off one of my favorite analog tools that somebody recommended to me. And it's, it's there is a digital version, but something about that analog. Is it an egg it. timer? Why? Did I guess it right? Now you don't even need to listen or watch because you know everything about the episode. Oh my God. It's just all about the egg timer. It's just all about an egg timer. Yeah, oh my God. Time blocking with an egg timer. Like, if egg that egg could egg. be your brand, that would be this it. Is, is, um, <laughs> t-shirts, check them out on the site. Uh, yeah, so I think, but like talking about the digital and the analog tools that will, that will be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I know that without them, it is hard to go from that multitasking mindset that we think that we can do to really, you know, again, if we go back to removing the distractions, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I have to get out of my own way and remove myself as a distraction. Right. And once I do that, then I have more freedom and space to trust myself to do the things correctly, as opposed to being more worried that I'm not going to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, I think those tools, yeah, I, and there's so many. I, I we're gonna have to make a huge yeah. list because like people, uh, I think Nicole has already 25 that she can rattle off so fast, and that yeah, they're but, all dot com, dot com, dot com, and yeah, they are. But but you know what? That just to bring it back for a second, like that's part of the value of checking in with other people about what tools they use because to think that you've got all the answers is ridiculous, right? right? And sometimes some of my favorite things that I use now are things that I've picked up from checking in with other people of like, hey, I use Miro. Like, do you use Miro? Oh no, I use, what did we use the other day? Figma. And I was like, this is a game changer, right? I loved working in Figma. And that's a different use case. The little post-its in. There's yeah, a, you can drag with everything, but yeah. well, there's one that is actually post-it related, so I'll I'll we'll have it for next oh week. Oh my lord! Yeah. Okay. okay, but but you know, just again to kind of bring it back around, that's the value in looking for feedback. That's the value in checking in with other people about their systems and tools because you can actually learn a lot if you're open to it. Yeah. Um. From from other people and the things that help them stay organized yeah. and and free of distractions. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love it. So next week, that's what we'll be doing. And, cool. you know, not, not only do we do like to talk about these tools, not only do we actually like, we live and eat and breathe and sleep this, believe it or not. Like yeah. this is what we do for a living. So, you know, we're here sharing all these wonderful tools and information and ideas just to give you a leg up, hopefully in your environment. But like, you can just go to mythoughtpartner.com. You can see who we are, what we do, the type of clients we work with that are out there. So yeah. this isn't, we do talk to a lot of people and, and get their information, but we also apply this in our everyday lives. Right. Surprisingly, we even apply it into our personal life, which whenever I set off an egg timer, Nicole comes running out and I'm like, what's going on? It, it really doesn't happen. But, um, you know, and I think the other thing is too, is again, you can find us everywhere where podcasts are. You can go to podcast.my thoughtpartner.com you would think i would know our own website by now by the top of my head but that's again because i'm thinking about something else i'm thinking about wrapping this up we gotta wrap this up so just do it man we're out of (laughs) here this is your wheelhouse this is all about streamlining that process right so for removing the distractions both physically and mentally Mm -hmm. what 
what's the benefit of that? And like, what, like, what are we doing? What's the benefit of that? I feel like we've covered that. But seriously, do you want to do one more? Bye-bye.